1: All right, so today is March 22nd, 2015, and we've got an annual communication session with your family. So who first, Kathy? Let's do Buddy first. All right, so Buddy, please. Okay, so he's here, he's looking at me, and he is set to go. So your first question. Um, Well, he could talk if he wants. Buddy, do you want to say anything in particular to your person? He just says, no more flying for me. He says, I like to be settled. And I get, when he's talking about flying, um, he's more talking about being still in one place, one location. I believe he, he or at least Missy, brought that up last time. Um, He just says, I feel so good laying on my blanket, on my blanket, and just being here in one location. He likes being home is also what he adds. Oh, Okay. Um, He says that you are very much looking forward to the weather change. He's indicating the sun shining outside, which I feel is indicative of summer. And what about that, buddy? He just says my person is a sun baby. She loves the sun. Okay. All right. And he's quiet. What else for him?
0: Okay. Well, since, um, I mean, I did tell him that we were going to move one more time probably in the next three months, but we'll be there for a year. Okay. And it'll be a place where we're not living with a family, we're living with another person and she loves animals. And they'll have, instead of staying in one bedroom, we'll be on the 11th floor of an apartment building and they'll have full run of the apartment. They'll be able to just move around all through the apartment.
1: He thinks that's great. He thinks Missy will love it because she loves windows anyway.
0: And will he be okay?
1: Will you be okay with that situation, buddy? He sighs. He says, okay, one last time. He says, I can do it. I can do it. He's getting about done. He's been done for a while (laughs)
0: with all the moving.
1: But it does feel like if it's for a year, he can do it all in one place and having the run. He thinks that's very nice. Um, He doesn't mind the fact one way or the other, honestly, that there's going to be a roommate there, another woman. He says that's he, he shrugs at that idea. He, as long as he has space to move around, uh, he just tells me that is very helpful because he does not tell me he's getting older and it's important for him to be able to walk basically wherever he wants to walk in yeah. his house because it's good for him to stretch his body in that way. But he tells me he's a mellow enough guy that he can make any woman fall in love with him very quickly. He's referring to the future roommate.
0: Yeah, she you know she won't be there a lot any more than I'll be there a lot. But you know when we are, I mean it'll be good. So we we work together. So you know it'll be a good good place. Okay, and then there was something that happened um, on Monday where Missy, I don't know, woke up and went after Buddy and chased him off the bed. And then she does that from time to time. I think she gets possessive. But then she jumped down, and they both started fighting together. I pulled him off her. He grabbed my legs. I got scratched. I didn't blame him for it, but I didn't know what that was all about.
1: Okay. She shows me herself coming out of a dream, actually, and being very agitated, angry. Aggression aggression is the energy behind her. Uh, She shows me, yes, looking at Buddy. It doesn't feel like any of this is actual, you know, everyday, you know, resentment towards Buddy just feels like she she woke up and the anger was right there with her. She says that she is an energetic bank for ridding yourself and mom of anger. She says sometimes when you feel like you're in a rush, she thinks you're resentful of rushing. You don't like rushing around. This is from, you know, point A to point B, just place to place. Um, She says sometimes that energy gets stuck in your heart space And she says it becomes like an agitated, annoying sort of energy. She tells me she pulls that from you. And what do you do with that? She says most of the time I ground it. Mom, um, she says, really goes with the flow for the most part, but I feel this and I'm very sensitive. And when I feel it, I pull it from Mom. And then it feels like some of this kind of got stuck in her lower half of her body, she shows me, in her stomach region, and she needed to act it out. Um, when I asked, why I'm Buddy, though, why can't you attack, like, a, a cat tree or, you know, your your scratching post or something? She says, because I needed something to interact with. She says, Buddy forgave me. It did startle him. She admits she startled him, the bejeepers out of him, um, quite frankly. And he looks at her with big eyes as I'm having this conversation when he goes back to that moment of the happening. He says, she needs to cut it out. I am not her sitting duck. <laughs> Yeah. Is it about? Is it about the bed? Is it about possessiveness, Missy? She says no. It was about she had that energy in her. She had to move it. Um, is there some other way we can help you ground it to the earth so that you don't have to attack your your housemate? I mean, he is so good to you. She says, "Oh, I know, and I love my buddy." She says he's forgiven her, so it doesn't feel like there's any hard feelings. Missy does have a lot of energy. In her body, um, because she feels like, I mean, I don't have her age written down, but it feels like she's on the younger side, maybe middle-aged, four or five, something along those lines. That's
0: yeah, how she she's feels? She's seven.
1: She's seven? Okay. She doesn't act like a seven-year-old cat to me. No. She feels like, yeah, four, like she would act like she's four, okay, younger, in other words, than her true age. And it feels like she's got a lot of energy. And when she doesn't get it out in an appropriate way, feels like it stores up, stores up, stores up, and then she's got to have an explosion, and she'll have these mini outbursts, as she describes them. Uh, ways of helping her just get these energies out regularly and be told string. She loves things on string, so you can play with her to help her channel her energy. Um, it feels like the attacks on Buddy are pretty infrequent. Um, Missy does say, I like him very much. This isn't personal but she just needs something that she can treat as prey in that moment. Um, Kathy, I, I, what I'm sensing in her is something I've sensed in a lot of other cats, especially not just animals, but cats, specifically when they feel like they're in too tight of a space. Let me just ask you. Yeah. Missy, are you in too tight of a space? She says, sometimes I am, most of the time I feel I am. She says, I just am... She's gone a little stir-crazy, and it's pretty interesting how she handles it. She's pretty um, polite the majority of the time, it feels like, not just with you but also with Buddy. And then she just has this all of a sudden Jekyll and Hyde, oh, my gosh, now I need to get this energy up, and she is not herself in that moment. It doesn't happen very often. But, yeah, helping her to have space to move around. Are you in a living environment right now, Kathy, where you can invite her, ask her, move around the house, spread yourself out?
0: I no. I rent a bedroom I have for the last two years. I have a bathroom, and then you know, for the longest time, I could get them out for out of there for about you know like three hours a day, anyway. Okay. But what happened is the first time I let them out and around, Buddy ran off outside because mm-hmm. they're not the people I live with are not conscious of keeping the doors closed. Okay. Or the animals. They just you know they're just thoughtless. They have their own animals, and if they ran out, they would probably do the same thing. And these, both my cats like space. And then they got a big dog, um, and then now the dogs dominate the whole space. And the cats, my cats don't really like the dogs that much.
1: Okay, okay, okay. At Um, all, actually. Gotcha. So is this the same, I have notes from when we last spoke back in January. Is this the same people who got the new puppy and all that?
0: Yes, and now the puppy is about 65 or 70 pounds.
1: Okay, gotcha. Okay, so you're in that space. Okay. So, Missy, what do you need? She says, I need to stretch my legs. And okay. doing it in the room isn't helping. Um, Kathy, ways of increasing space for cats. Cats are easier to do that with actually in a single room than a dog would be. Build up where you can. If you have a little corner where you can, you know, if you don't already have a cat tree that's nice and tall, build up. By building up and creating levels or shelves and things that cats, you know, can jump on top of, you create not just the floor level, which is tip a cat see that is level one, and then the bed is level two, but you can start building level three level four cats will generally go high if they can't spread out and that can do wonders for sense of space
0: okay great okay good I could do something like that sure
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and yeah good because Missy every now and then I mean she loves to sleep right next to me Mm -hmm. now the other thing that happened it was around the same time as I had her spayed since then and then Buddy went in, and, she, and I had her teeth cleaned. And then Buddy went in and got it to get his teeth cleaned, and then they pulled that tooth. You had said in the last session that there was a, like a wisdom tooth in the back on the left side that was hurting him that was sharp. Okay. And the vet said there was nothing there. And then when they went in, they saw this tooth on the left side on the top like a wisdom tooth in the back that had been covered over with skin, and then they ended up pulling that. So I didn't know if he was
1: still having
0: any problems with the pain in his jaw or okay. if Missy was having any problems from being spayed.
1: Okay, great. So let's ask both questions to both cats. So buddy first, how about that mouth, that tooth? Any issues now? He says it's much better now. As a result, he can take his time eating. Feels like uh, eating... Especially dry food is, um, it, does, it well, it ta- he takes time is what he shows me, versus some cats you put food down and they, they rush and guzzle it down. I don't get that for him. So when you're chewing now, can I feel that with you? He says that's fine. Okay, and I go back to January and I feel what he was telling me then and I feel it now and, oh, there's a big difference. He's got a lot more relaxation. He's a happier camper. Yes, regarding that back left. Any place else in your mouth we need to know about now? He says, I'm good to go. Um, He says she's a little on edge because of the late spay. Um, He's referencing Missy. Okay, so Missy, can you tell us how you're feeling since you've been spayed? Uh, She tells me that she has, okay, so when she healed, the, of course, veterinarians, when they spay a cat, and I used to be a vet tech, so I know this, um, they they have to suture off different layers. They remove the uterus, and then they, the, you know, sutured together, the, basically the insides together before they do the most outermost layer. The inside layer, she's showing me an area that is very tight to this day. Okay, and what's the tight to do to? She says she's not sure. She just feels like they might have over-sutured. Let me ask you this, Kathy. When was she spayed?
0: Um, she was spayed like the last weekend in February.
1: Okay, okay, last weekend of February. All right, great. So that's about... Four weeks ago. So, Missy, how has that changed since when you were freshly spayed? She says it's gotten easier. In, to her, it feels like a twinge sometimes. It's it, sometimes it's like the equivalent of a human who has a little bit of scar tissue on the inside of your body that's a little tighter versus it being as flexible as it was before. Okay. Um, is this something that you feel with time will relax and stretch out? She says it already has. Actually, it has gotten better. Um, She was very, very painful after the surgery, though. Yeah. Um, It really affected her. She's sensitive anyway to pain and to chaos and things like that. She's just a sensitive individual, but it feels, yeah, she was very, very painful. Um, But that pain has dissipated except for that twinge she feels now and then. But was that twinge related to your attack on Buddy the other day? I want to see if that played any role whatsoever. She says no, it did not play a role. Okay. Okay. She's not trusting, though, right now, interestingly enough, about people touching that abdominal area, that belly area. It feels like at this time she still wants to be protective of it. Mm. Um, And that's just because she says, I'm a little on edge regarding it because it did hurt so much back when it did hurt. Um, Mm. I would remind her, Kathy, out loud, and this is just me offering you some tips, uh, say, Missy, I really want you to feel how much more relaxation and freedom the healing of your body has allowed you to have at this time as a result of, you know, four weeks has passed since your spay. Because she's kind of stuck mentally in, oh my God, it hurt so much then.
0: Mm. Even though
1: it doesn't hurt anymore now, she's a bit stuck. And we wanted to help her really connect with the present of Missy. I mean, let me ask her, Missy, how much is it hurting now? She says zero. And yet, are you still concerned it will hurt? I'm afraid people, if they touch that area, will make it hurt because at one point it was sensitive. I'm going to let you know that, Missy, I have experienced older cats getting spayed later in life like yourself. And generally, those memories will start to fade into the past because you're now in the present. The past is over and done with. That surgery is over and done with. Your body has healed. I can see that it's healed. She agrees it has. She says, I'll try to relax around it. But remind her, Kathy, how well she's healed. Just say that okay. out loud now and in the days ahead.
0: Okay, great. Now, is there anything from when she was lost that she wants to say to me about that?
1: Okay, sure. She says, phew, I'm glad that I'm home. I won't do that again. She says, do make sure the door to the carrier is nice and secure, so I can't do that if I do freak out. Uh, it's, in other words, keeping her contained. Keeping yeah. her contained. Uh, anything else you want to say regarding that? She says, we need out of this house. She really wishes you could. Okay, she shows me the image of you handing a ticket, like a train ticket over and and, and exchanging the current living space for a room, even if it's just another room in another person's house that's bigger and more spacious. She is. She's about had it, quite honestly, with the current mm-hmm. living space.
0: Yeah, well, tell her we, I have gotten approval from my work, they are going to pay for me to go into a larger place where, you know, they'll be the only cats and we'll have a bigger bedroom and we can go out into the whole apartment and there won't be any problem with any other animals or anything. And, you know, Kathy Elliott is the name of the person we're going to be living with and she loves animals.
1: Okay, she says that's great and when is this going to happen?
0: Um, it'll either happen in June, July, or August, so it's going to be a little while before we go.
1: Okay, so you're in March right now. So April, May will pass, and then either in June, July, or August. So that's three, four, or five months from now. Um, so I certainly pretty- hope it's sooner versus later. Um, she's. Uh, she tells me she gets agitated and has moments of anger and acts like she's having a momentary hissy fit. And that's just the, again, the I have cabin fever emotion that's, you know, manifesting in that moment. Whatever you can do, Kathy, to really laser light toy, wand toy, string as she asked for, will help her get that, even that pent-up anger energy out in a way that doesn't, you know, take it out on Buddy.
0: Okay, good. She hasn't for a while, and, you know, I think they've been really good since. In fact, I took her to the vet just to make sure because her ears were also infected from when she had been out. And I think her ears are good now. And, and the doctor said, well, we could give her Valium. And I'm like, uh, I don't think she needs Valium. I think it was a one-time incident, but I just wanted to make sure there wasn't anything with either of them going on.
1: Um, yeah. Uh, buddy, any your perspective, anything going on between you and Missy that we need to know about? He says Missy's fine. He says he is giving her space, though, and he's just being mellow marshmallow guy, good guy, and, and really letting her, well, huff and puff, as he calls it. He he says she does walk around the sp- She's an ultra-polite cat, he adds, he says, but she does walk around the space, which is your bedroom, he says, sometimes irritable. And so he just says, I just continue laying to my spot and not setting her off. He doesn't think you actually always notice when Missy is kind of walking around in a, um, as he uses, this is not my vocabulary, but as he says, in a bit of a pissy mood. She will walk Mm -hmm. around irritable, um, and he says, please help her during that time because he can't, because she'll retaliate, she'll hiss, she'll strike out, even though she's not really going to injure him or or get into a big bald cat fight. He wants you to help her. Um, Mm -hmm. So, no, there's nothing negative from him to her, and, no, she just has been, in those rare moments, been using him like a sitting duck because she's got to get that pent-up energy out. Um, Missy's saying this place has windows, right, this new space? Yes. Yep. Yes, it does. She says that will make it feel spacious too. She wishes she could knock out one entire wall of your current room and put a big picture window because that would help increase space as well.
0: Yeah. There is a window there, but it just looks out on the front door and out onto the lawn. But, you know, they sit there, you know, looking out the window, and I keep it open as much as possible.
1: Okay. Okay. Um,
0: and let's we'll yeah. see if there's anything any, anything else in that.
1: Okay. Re- regarding the window?
0: Yeah. Anything else about that? I mean, okay. I always leave it open, but I she leave it open. Says, as well.
1: Yeah, she just says the window's too small. She thinks it's small.
0: Oh, okay. She'll be happy because it's floor-to-ceiling windows.
1: Okay. I let her know that. She says can't wait. Um, whatever you can do, Kathy, if you have, I don't know if you have blinds or curtains, whatever you can do to open them the mo- the mo- absolutely most that you can um, yeah. feels like every little bit will help, every little inch will help. Okay.
0: All right, good. I mean, she's been pretty good. The people are all gone today. The kids and the, um, their mother are gone until Thursday. And uh, the husband, Mike, is
1: out probably
0: until about 4 o'clock today. So I'm leaving the dogs outside and letting the cats out.
1: She says, thank God. That's a relief. And Buddy likes that too. Buddy's actually handling the small space much better than she is, in part because he's, he's just mellow man. You know, Also, it's an age factor for him. He feels his yeah. age. She does not.
0: Okay, that's probably why he's been a little more quiet because he's getting older.
1: Would you agree with her on that? He says yes, but I'm also staying quiet so I don't set Missy Miss Porcupine, as he calls her, off.
0: (laughs) Okay, okay, no problem. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, you know,
0: the other thing in this living situation, since I'm still here for a little bit longer, Mm -hmm. um, Teddy is the next one on there. Okay. Now, Teddy is the smaller of the dog's. Gretel I'm not concerned about, but Teddy, and whenever I bring Buddy out, runs around in circles and like barks all the time at Teddy, and the same with Missy. It's like no matter what, he just won't calm down around them.
1: Okay, okay. All right, so let me go ahead and call Teddy in. And we can speak to him because you're asking information that's related directly to your animals, and since you're renting this space, we can do that without getting the approval of uh, the owners of him. No, so, Teddy, fine. please. By the way, they're fine with that. They're playing with
0: that? No, they're fine with me getting any information. Oh, they are. It.
1: Oh, okay, okay. That's cool. That's cool. All right, so Teddy, why are you doing this to her cats? He says, I like, get very excited. It doesn't feel like he wants to injure. He's not being aggressive. He's not being mean. He's excited. It's it's like he sees them as a toy. And I'm going to let him know they are not toys. So Missy and Buddy are actually the family members of Kathy. And she seeks you to respect her family members. Buddy just gets annoyed, and he just doesn't want to deal with Teddy's energy. But he gets really irritable. He tells me, shows me his ears back and hissing at Teddy, who just can't calm down. He also calls this the dog who doesn't listen. Yes. Um, Missy really doesn't. She gets scared. She actually has fear. When Teddy is doing his bouncy all-over kangaroo-type behavior, mm-hmm. going round and round her, um, she wishes somebody would wrangle him in like a cow, wrestle him to the ground, and tie him up. Uh, she says, "If he was tied up, I wouldn't care if he was doing his bouncy activity." And she's showing me an image of, as if he was tied up in the house, like you know, um, yeah. put a leash and collar and you know, stick it on the end of a, a dining room table, you know, uh, leg, so that he cannot be rude. She also thinks that the family is not stopping Teddy from this behavior.
0: No, they're um, not, or the other dog. But the other dog isn't the problem. Okay. Teddy's so, good natu- I know Teddy's very, very good-natured, and I know he loves me a lot, too. But he just see? runs around in circles like he's trying to herd them or something. So I put him up on top of a couch or something.
1: Okay. So do you get why she puts you on top of a couch? To try to contain me. Yes, so, Teddy, could we ask for your assistance in this? Because you doing that to the cats is actually a problem for the cats. And since Kathy has to put you up on the couch, it's a bit of a well, problem.
0: The cat the cat cat. On the,
1: yeah, I put so the, the cats cat cat up on
0: the couch and he stays on the floor. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, I'm
1: sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. So the cats go on the couch. He says he doesn't mind. He's actually very respectful, actually, once the cats get put on the couch. And it feels like they have a bit of a, a safety area there. Um, but with that said, Teddy, could we ask for your assistance? To this problem, he says, "I love to please everybody." He's a people-pleasing kind of dog. He's a very happy, lucky individual, and yes, he does adore you. This dog needs to get out of the house. They and I don't mean just running amok in the backyard. He needs walks. I don't know if they're yeah. walking him, but my God, this dog needs walks and jogging and exercise. He needs. Yeah, he to
0: does. Actually, they walk him once a day.
1: Once a day. Um, it's not enough for his jumpy, spunky energy anyway that's you know it's more their their thing but um teddy the solution could look like you keeping your forepaws on the ground and not being bouncy giving the cats a certain amount of space between your nose your face and their bodies that helps the cat feel comfortable and you could go sit and lay down and watch them from afar if they interest you that much he says i want them to play with me okay cool so cats These cats are not going to play with you. They don't find that fun. Only you would find that fun. He says, well, I like it when they move fast and they they swat at me and hiss at me. Okay, and he likes that because he's not seeing it as dangerous to him. He's just seeing it as, well, I'm getting them to do something with me. He's all about trying to get them to play. So what if Kathy was to toss a ball and you go get that at the same time she's taking care of her cats and inviting them to be relaxed in your presence He says, oh, no, the cats are more interesting than a ball to me. All right. (laughs) I'm going to ask for his help anyway, and I'm going to say to you, Kathy, if you can echo these words now in the days ahead so he's hearing it from you as well. So it's a reminder. Um, First off, I will tell you that Teddy is a sweet, happy-go-lucky personality type who doesn't think he needs to listen, quite frankly. And this is just how he believes. He thinks he gets away with everything. Um, People just kind of don't really reprimand him he's a big love bug and a hugger Um, feels like he likes to be close to people so what if Kathy was to really give you a nice genuine pet or scratch like I know she's already doing but in a way where she's offering gratitude to you because you've helped her be part of the solution of giving the cat space and being calmer with your energy no excitement calm is what we're seeking he says he'll try so what reminder words do you want from Kathy be calm and be kind He forgets about kindness because he's so into happiness in his own (laughs) headspace that he forgets. Well, he thinks, well, I mean, he's right. He's like, it's all about me. Well, yes, it really is. And and in every being's life and their reality, it really is all about them. And there's nothing selfish about that. That's actually the right way to think. However, can you be more compassionate towards the needs of these cats? Um, Have you ever felt scared? He says, not often. Okay, fear, if you can think of any memory in the past, fear does not feel good he says no it doesn't you're creating fear and agitation in these cats especially missy he says i get it okay calmness quietness four paws on the ground teeth in your mouth nose creating enough space that's what we're seeking he says i'll try he also doesn't quite frankly mind Kathy when you put him outside where he can't get to the cats. He hangs out at the door. It feels like for you know maybe ten seconds, and then he gets very distracted by the smells outside, and he's a happy, happy go lucky clam out there as well. So don't ever feel guilty really about putting him outdoors when your cats are inside because he he just goes on to the next happy thing.
0: Okay, good. I didn't think too much. I didn't think so too much, but. You know, just, you know, here's the thing. When the owners are home, when the people are home, they're my friends of mine, but when they're home, these dogs are in the house. They're like, oh, they shouldn't be outside the poor dogs. Mm. But I think they like it, But so I put them out there. Okay, good. That's good. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, now the next thing, I know this sounds crazy, but I just, you know, I take care of their chickens a lot here. Okay. The last group of chickens, about two years ago, I went back to Massachusetts, I'm in California right now, and went back to Massachusetts and went home and I was gone for two weeks and when I came back, the chi- those chickens were gone, not the ones we have now. Okay. So I asked what happened and Lauren, um, the you know, woman in the house, she thought her husband had put, let the chickens out of the coop that day and he thought she had and when they came home that night, all the chickens had died and suffocated in the chicken coop. I know, seriously. So Mike pretty much takes good care of these chickens, but I help a lot because Lauren doesn't take care of them. She only cares about their eggs. Okay. Or she'll let them out, but she won't feed them. Or she might take scraps out, but that's about it. She doesn't want to have much to do with them. She just wants their eggs. So my question in this, I just want to make sure that they're happy and that they know when I go that it's not because I'm leaving them. I just want to make sure that they're going to get well taken care of. Because I water them and I feed them and, you know, I clean things out for them. You know, I take good care of these girls.
1: (laughs) Okay, sounds good. I I get it. And and Beauty is this lighter orange one of the current? Okay, so I'm going to ask her to be a representative to answer your question on behalf of all the, the gals that are out there. So Beauty, please. All right, thank you. And so you're aware that Kathy often takes care of you outside of Lauren and the husband? She says, oh, yes, we know you. We come to you. She says we're like little dogs. We come over to you. We know and recognize your footsteps. All right, so do you know that you're – so you want to ensure that they know they're being well taken care of even when you're not there? Is that what you want to reassure Mm -hmm. them about? Okay, so are you – we want to reassure you. Kathy wants to reassure you about that that they made an error in the past with another set of chickens and she believes, I believe you believe, <laughs> Kathy, that they've learned from it and now they're a little bit more conscious about how to care for chickens and she will you'll be better cared for. Um, Beauty says, we've been doing just fine out here. She says she really honestly, she and the group don't really need an awful lot of interaction from humans. They've got each other, they've got their own, as they see it, family. She says, yeah. I'm quite, out, quite content out here. Um, the space is very nice. Um, she she doesn't worry. She doesn't worry about anything. She doesn't seem to really have too much awareness of what happened to the first group of chickens, even though I relay that to her now. Um, she says, but she thinks she breathes fine, just fine in the chicken cube. I don't know if he added holes or, you know, netting or something to prevent that from becoming an issue in the future, but she's got no concerns present time anyway.
0: Okay. All right, good. Well, I just want to make sure that they know I love them and that I care for them as long as I can.
1: She she does know that. She knows you care for them, indeed, and you recognize them, and that's what she really appreciates. We all have sort of a look to us, and she says that you recognize. She also thinks that there's another bird in that group who is a preferred bird by you, not necessarily a favorite, but a preferred one. I don't know, there's two or three that you seem to always look for or at least recognize repeatedly. She gives me the number of two to three that you really watch out for.
0: Yeah, I watch out for her. Actually, she's one of those.
1: You're one of those. She says, "I suspect. I suspected. <laughs> good. Um, and the dogs don't bother her. They've okay. they've lost interest, is how she puts it. All right. Good. All
0: right. Okay. And then you know the last cat on there is Fitzy. and Fitzy actually died, okay. and it was a stray it's in Massachusetts. It's a stray cat that um, my neighbor. Paul and a couple of other neighbors. We set up a like a feeding stations at different places for the stray cats. And Fitzy about seven years ago took a liking to Paul, and then Paul finally, with a lot of my convincing, took Fitzy in.
1: And Paul was a neighbor.
0: Yeah, and I know Fitzy, and Paul's given me permission too. But Fitzy just died. Fitzy is not that old. We don't think Fitzy was that old. But he went upstairs, and Fitzy was on um his cat bed and he you know the night before he went up and you know the he was like his major cat he's got four and then fitzy he went up and fitzy was just dead on the bed
1: okay and and when did fitzy die again that day uh, kind of how many days ago
0: uh probably about 3 weeks ago 3, weeks three ago. to 4 weeks ago all
1: right so let me call him in so fitzy please All right, so he says, who are you? My name is Danielle. I have a woman named Kathy here who knows Paul, your person. She has some questions. Paul's open to hearing the answers as well. Um, Okay, Fitzy says it was my heart. He feels it was heart-related, physical heart-related. He gives me the feeling of what feels like a stroke as well. Um, I feel tightening of certain muscles running up along one side of the the side of the esophagus not the esophagus itself which is kind of the equivalent of a human who has a a stroke running down their arm he -hmm. feels very much circulatory related it was very quick it was a surprise death even to me he says um Mm -hmm. feels like his person was heartbroken when he discovered fitzy fitzy just says it was painful for about three seconds he says and then poop i popped out onto the other side and he shows me himself looking at his body that was convulsing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he says it wasn't preventable because nobody knew I, I had it. He had yeah. experienced heart palpitations, irregular heartbeat, in other words, over the last six months. He doesn't understand why that was happening. He just because it was like, oh, oh, I, I, my heartbeat feels odd. He also tells me he was doing a lot of slowing down activity in the last six months, which feels like it was related to sudden sudden aging of his body. It was like he was really slowing down, so you'll have to, you know, ask Paul about that. But it was a remarkable, he's just quieter. He's hanging out more in the same spot. He's not doing a lot of outside activities. It just feels like he he was pretty sedentary these last six months in a way that, he'd never been before because Fitzy just calls himself a pretty social guy when he's yeah. he in his body and here and there and checking everybody's business out and you know just observing you know very much versus versus a cat that kind of hangs out and be aloof independent and all that I, I don't get that from Fitzy but towards yeah. the end six months ago yeah that changed and he did start doing more solitary time um but just tell him if there was pain he thinks Paul's concerned there was pain Tell him there was only three seconds of pain and then I went out of my body.
0: And is there anything he wants me to tell Paul?
1: Um, He's taken wonderful care care of me and he still let me have my freedom. Um, He feels like when Paul took him in that his freedom was not taken away completely and Fitzy is forever grateful for that. Um, Hmm. Fitzy just says... I was glad to be an indoor cat, he says towards the end, to have a roof over my head. And he says, I was very loved. And he says, the other cats in the house, he thinks they're fine emotionally without him. You know, Mm -hmm. some cats, just like some people, you lose a family member and they do go into emotional grief. 50 like, now he thinks every single one of those other three cats are fine. Um, Paul hasn't forgiven himself. Tell Paul there's nothing he has to forgive. He thinks Paul thinks that he should have known there was something wrong with Fitzy so that he could prevent it. Yeah. And Fitzy's like, he's thinking in the wrong way. This was not preventable. And tell him I'm okay. He shows me one last message here. He shows me himself playing cards as if a cat could play with poker cards. Let me ask him, what is this? You playing cards, what does that image mean, please? Uh, he says, I took a gamble. What does that mean, please? He says, just tell him that these things happen. Oh, thank you. Things. This is this is symbolic information. These things happen by chance. That's what that's about. Okay. It happened by chance. It was not foreseen. Tell him to forgive himself. I love, I love, Daddy would get down on his knees and talk to me. Yeah. Apparently, Paul would often, uh, baby fits Fitzy is what I'm getting, but he would, like, if Fitzy was on the bed, I see the gentleman getting down on his knees and going over to his cat and just loving on him, and Fitzy just adored that. So he says thank you for all those times. Okay, good. All right, good. Um, Thank you, Fitzy. All right. We're at 36 minutes. What else do you have? What other questions?
0: Um, Let's see. Oh, my goodness. I mean, you don't have, I mean, I don't know you don't have one of these cats, and I don't know if you can do it without a picture.
1: I can. Just give me a, a name, age, breed, description.
0: Okay. Well, this one, again, passed on. Okay. Her name Her name was Fluffy. She was my daughter and my cat. She was born, like, probably in 1986, and then she died 17 and a half years later. And every now and then she comes and appears to me in dreams, like she's this big panther kind of cat in spirit and different things. And I haven't seen her for a while, so I just don't know if there's anything she wants me to know or my daughter Julie. She was Julie's cat. She was my house, you know, in in, in our, um, anyway.
1: And just tell me her description, long hair, short hair, color.
0: She's short-haired, like a tabby, multicolored. All right,
1: cool. That'll be next.
0: Gray, gray. Gray short here. Okay.
1: Cat. Yeah. All right, so fluffy, please, of this description. Fluffy, fluffy, fluffy. Okay, I've got her. She says, I was instrumental in my mom's life. I was a very prominent figure in the home. Yep. Um, she just says she was almost, okay, you might have thought you were her caretaker, but she says, oh, no, no, no. It was the other way around. I took care of my people. She did this by watching out for you, also by chasing energies out of the house. Um, Cats are really phenomenal at doing energetic work, and she was no different. She was very powerful, actually, in keeping Mm -hmm. what kind of energies did you keep out? Anything, she says, that didn't suit my people. She kept the space, the energetic space, clear, in other words. Um, I am not far away from you, she says, even though we haven't connected Even in the dream state, she just says those dreams are just reminders that they're kind of like um, moments in time that remind you of, oh, I'm still with you. So every time you, you have in the past sensed her in a dream, it's kind of like her waving to you, saying, hello, it's just a greeting. We're reconnecting in this moment. And it is a real moment happening on the other side that may feel to you like a, entertaining dream or a made-up dream or you know whatever you believe dreams are or are not but she says in reality there's tied that dream is connected to a real meeting that you really did on the other side but not all the energies of the other side transfer over and make sense to a person and hence why they come through in a dreamy like fashion
0: yeah yeah i can get that
1: she says i do great she thinks she is a bit like missy in what way she says, uh, "In the softness factor, I was a great observer and very soft in in her soul. Okay, who she mm-hmm. was, and yet she's unlike Missy in the fact that Fluffy was very knew knew herself inside and out, and was a very powerful character. It feels like she just wouldn't take any uh, anything." Eh, I don't know why the animals are giving me these words today. Um shit from anybody. Okay, she would just she is who she is. If she didn't like something she'd leave. Um, yeah,
0: I mean the minute Julie better? would the minute Julie would walk in the house, Flopsy because Julie always used to say, No, it's not Fluffy, it's Flopsy. So when she was little, but Julie would walk in the house, she and you know, Flopsy would be sitting next to me and then she'd just go right to Julie, you know. She was like Julie was her person. <laughs>
1: Uh, Well, yes, and she did take care of her. She oversaw her. Um, But yes, she says, but I took care of both of you. Don't you forget it.
0: (laughs) Okay, I understand. Okay, good. Well, tell her thank you.
1: Thank you. She says, you're welcome. I did a great job while I was in body. And everybody knows it.
0: Yeah, she did.
1: Very confident cat, very confident being.
0: Yeah, she was really great. Now that, okay, well, if I have a little more time, there are, are three other cats that passed on.
1: Okay, so give me the next mm-hmm. one, name.
0: Okay, another one is um, Zach. He's a black cat. I've always had black cats. Okay. like, but, but Zach died, and he was about eight and a half, I think. And he was, uh, let's see, when did he, he died in 2007 or 2008. Okay. And he's Mouth cancer, a very aggressive form of mouth cancer. Okay. And at some point he couldn't eat and I had to put him down. And I remember I was there when he died, but he was really he was really upset and I was upset that he had to go.
1: Okay. All right. So let me call in Zach, please. Was he short hair?
0: Short haired black cat, yes.
1: Okay. So Zach, short haired black cat of this description. You know, first thing he says is, you made the right choice. I was very uncomfortable. There was pain. Oh, yes. In his mouth, he had a level 8 out of 10 in pain, on the pain scale. It was very severe. It's almost like some of his gum tissue was eaten away at and missing, is what he shows me. Um, You know, he just says it was very progressive, the disease of his mouth. When you released me, he says, he, he, there was a part of him, honestly, that didn't want to go. What part of you was that? He says, I didn't feel I was done being with my person. I wanted to stay. So on the soul level, he, spirit level, he desired to stay, will level. He wanted to stay with you, but he also knew he, he was dying inside. His body mm-hmm. was ravaging itself, so mm-hmm. he wanted to stay, but he knew he couldn't stay because his vehicle, his body was, yeah. well, doing a number on him. Um, he has peace now, of course, that is on the other side. He calls himself a very loving individual, a very loving cat. He yeah. says that you were his special partner. Um, he says he was your good boy and that you would nuzzle him with your forehead next to his forehead. And he shows me that image. Mm. He tells me that he took care of you. These were before your moving days. Your moving yes. days are you relocating here and there and everywhere. <laughs> so it must have been before that yeah. happened.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, he would not have fared well as your current cat moving around. It it would have been very scary for him, so he's glad you have two individual cats now. And you're always gonna have cats, he says, in your life, by the way, because you seek and thrive with cat energy around you. There's something about yeah. cats that is very connected to your soul is what he yep. says, so he's glad you have two cats that can handle the moving here and there and everywhere. He could not have. He just well, said you made the right decision, even though it was a tough one. He, and he says, okay. too, he he gives you credit for trying everything and trying, you, it's like you, you researched or you found out or you tried to get information on what else can we do, what else can we do, and he says there reached a point where there was literally nothing else that could be done.
0: Okay, so what I saw at the end wasn't that he was mad. He did just, there was part of him who wanted him to stay just like I wanted him to stay.
1: He, Yeah, he wanted to stay and yet he was torn. Um, he was also angry in that moment at the veterinarian who was euthanizing him when I asked, what's that about? He says that was me fighting to hang on, to stay in my body. Yeah. Yeah, but once, honestly, once he got, out of his body, and he saw the entire picture, he he kind of puts his head down like, ooh, she saw me go, and I was agitated and acting um, irritated in that moment. He was just, you hadn't seen that, but in the moment, that's how he was feeling, and that's, you know, and it's okay for him to have been angry, and I let him know that. Um, he just yeah. kind of is regretful that you saw that, because then your mind went, oh, my God, did I make the right decision? But he says you really did.
0: No, tell him thank you. I didn't want to do it.
1: He says, I know you didn't, and I didn't want to go. So we were on the same page. Um, he says, but honestly, if it was a do-over, he thinks the most. If, if we were talking to him and the situation was now and you were asking me, he says, do I want to stay in body, he would say yes for another two weeks, but then I can't handle it anymore because I would be starving.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, I knew. All right, okay, how much time do we have left?
1: Uh, We've we got 15 more minutes.
0: Oh my gosh, an hour's a long time.
1: Um, it is. <laughs> it can be. <laughs> so who else did you have in mind?
0: The other one was um was Zach's brother, Jazzy. He's an orange uh cat. Orange tabby short hair. He died about a month after um Zach died. And after Zach died they were brothers. Uh-huh. And after Zach died all of a sudden he started getting listless and then I took him to the vet and the vet said that he had a hernia and it was going to cost $3,000 to fix it. And I really couldn't do that. And I put him down too. But it's like he wanted to go.
1: Okay. Okay. So let me call him And So Jazzy, please. Feels like these cats were very, very different in personality. Okay. So Jazzy any comments on this did you want to go he was very lost without his as he calls it his older brother zach yeah okay um there was a feeling like towards yeah during that last month before you released him from his body he was uh not eating with the gusto that he used to eat yeah did you actually create this by chance, Jazzy, this hernia in order for the situation to arise where she would release you? He does say he did. He says, but mm-hmm. it's not like I sat down with pen and paper and tried to create a plan so that I could get my, it wasn't It wasn't that thought out. He says what happened was I got very sad, and he says and my body started to sag, and that hernia that he'd had for longer than before it got diagnosed, he'd had that a while, by the way, um, mm-hmm. he just says, Ended up becoming the focal point of what people decided was making me, well, more act look look more tired, look more haggard, act more tired. When I ask, was that the real reason of what was he says I was in grief. No, I was in grief. So were you? How much of the hernia did did it play a role in how you were being with my body? It played about a thirty percent role. So. Mm-hmm. I I don't get it was the thing that was creating. It was really, he was in grief at that moment. Mm. And it it didn't, he couldn't walk it off. Being with you uh, really didn't take the edge off. He felt very lost without Zach.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, when he was, he was a kitten when they were first born. The people I'm staying with now, Lauren, took him as her cat. And she named him Asland. His name was Asland at that time. Okay. But then she was a medical student and she didn't take that good a care of him and I came over to my friend's house where she was living and the cat was in the basement sleeping in baths of fiberglass. Okay. So I, I suggested to Lauren that I take Asland back and then, um, you know, if she wanted him back, I would give him back to her except about seven years later she wanted him back and I said, no, I wasn't going to do that at that point. And I'd already named him Jazzy, and he was with his brother, and he was with his mother, Tasha, who also died before they did. Okay. So I don't know if there was anything left around that. If he miss Miss Lauren, or if that was just you know okay. No,
1: no, he does. He didn't miss Lauren. No, he he found home when he entered your your house. Um, he says he was super excited to see Zach. It's like he was overjoyed, quite honestly. Uh, I want to ask why. He says, because I saw Zach, honestly, as a big brother. He also says, Zach's energy was like that of a soft lion. He thinks he should have been named Aslan. <laughs> Um mm-hmm. But, but Jazzy just says, I was a more energetic, uh, boisterous, of uh, uh, jack in the box type of guy yeah. when I first came. And he says, I was the fun one. I was the one who meandered around walking on everything high, high places, yeah. as he shows me. Uh, He says I was very well balanced, and yes, I would throw things on the floor at times from high locations. He thought that was funny. So Jazzy (laughs) had a bit of a sense of humor. (laughs) Uh, He says, no, my home was with you. Uh, He thinks that, uh, according to him, he feels like when he was in Lauren's care as a kitten, you know, he he doesn't look at sleeping in fiberglass um, as a bad thing. It was a soft spot. He thinks that was the softest spot he found. the way I look at fiberglass is that's very dangerous, but he, he doesn't see it that way. Okay. He thinks that, honestly, as he has no judgments, in other words, of how Lauren cared for him. He thinks it was just fine. But he did okay. get neglected in the sense that he missed people. Um, He wanted more interaction, and he thinks sometimes mm, he was well, put in the space like downstairs as a time out, like, oh my gosh, I need a break, or the kitten can't be underfoot, or it feels like there was some of that going on. Um, and he didn't think it that personal. He was a very well-rounded, I like people kind of guy. Okay, that's what I thought. Yep. So oh. it didn't phase him in any way that he was at Lauren's, and it certainly didn't phase him when he left Lauren's house.
0: Okay. All right, good. And... And their mother was Tasha. I know, I've only got two more and then I'm good.
1: (laughs) You're here. No worries, no worries. Okay, so tell me about Tasha.
0: Okay, so Tasha, um, she was a kitten that we had gotten. She was born of a feral cat. And the feral cat that we took in, we took it from a vet. We didn't know it was, I didn't even know what feral was at that time. Okay. And then the cat ended up being pregnant. And I went back to the vet and I said, the cat's pregnant. And they said, well, that's not our problem anymore. But when they they gave her to me, she was pregnant. So Tasha was one of the cats that was born from that. Okay. And then Tasha I had, she wasn't like her mother, Mushroom, who stayed under the bed all the time. (laughs) She came out, and she actually had kittens, and she had Zach and Jazzy. And she had some others, but those were the two that I kept. Okay. So I just, she just died. She died of cancer also. She had pancreatic cancer. Okay. And I just wanted to check. She died a year before... Um, the two boys died. And I just wanted to just check and see if she was okay and if she had anything there she wanted me to know. Okay,
1: and her color and markings?
0: Um, She was like a a tabby calico, kind of. She had a little orange thing under her chin. She had like a little muddled brown and a little bit of orange around her.
1: Okay, awesome. So Tasha of this description, please. Tasha, Tasha. Okay, Um, so she just says message for you. She says, thanks for caring for me. Thanks for the food. She thinks that her mm, aloofness or distant side uh, went away after a time of being with you. Um, She tells me, she says, no, I wasn't like my mom. She says, I was my own being. She says, but I wasn't as social as Zach or Jazzy, but I was a nice girl, a nice cat. She says she liked living with you. She also realized in her lifetime that indoors and not in the rain was a really swell thing, a wonderful thing. She says, if I had been born outdoors, she thinks she would have only lived to the age of two. And that was actually a possibility for her life potential. You know, just like um, animals and well, just like people, we can go in so many different directions in our life. We can make this choice or that choice or have that experience or this experience. Same for Tasha. feels like she could have actually gone the life of a wild cat, but she got to live a long life because she was, as she puts it, indoors.
0: Okay, good. Because she was a lap cat. She loved to sit on laps. and It used to drive me crazy. But she would also, when Julie came home, she was like the cat whisperer, and all the cats would follow her to her bedroom.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Well, Tasha says your daughter's magical. (laughs) Uh, So Julie was your daughter, right?
0: Yeah, Julie's my daughter. Yeah,
1: she she says she was, like, magical. Okay. Um, Tasha says that it was in my belly... Okay, but You mentioned pancreatic cancer, so that's what she's referring to. And she just says it got to be a problem. She shows me herself throwing up. She says it was very hard for me not to feel good in my body. I was very sensitive. Um, she says when you let me go, I needed it. She was very acidic in her stomach, acidic feeling to the point where if you've ever had, um, it's like you can't eat and your stomach as a human is like so hungry and it feels painful because you're hungry and very overly acidic, too much hydrochloric acid being produced, she had some of those symptoms going on. And, oh, that was really tough for her, rough on her. Okay. She had relief when she got released.
0: Okay. All right, good. And, okay, this is the last one. It's one of my first cats, Blackie. It was probably back in the 1980s. It was a black cat, short-haired, his name was Blackie. He used to like to play with crinkled up little foil things. Anything that crinkled, he would go and fetch. And he learned to go to the bathroom in the toilet. I never taught him.
1: Oh wow. Okay. But he had
0: urinary, he kept getting urinary tract infections. And the last time I took him to the vet, I told them not to take out the catheter yet. They did, and then he died after that. Okay. And I All was right. very him.
1: Yes, I can understand that. So, Blackie, please, of this description. All right. You were angry. You were upset. You were heartbroken. He was a very special cat, is what he tells me, for you, to you. um, He was like your, he calls himself your baby project. Let me ask, what does baby project mean? He he sees himself as very much like you, you were mother hen and he was the baby. Project uh-huh. is you were always, very careful to with diet, with food it feels like for him, yeah. to make sure that everything was just so for him so he could lead a well, well-being well kind of life, you know, be health as healthy as he could be in his body. You had to watch out for him in a way that, you know, one doesn't have to watch out for the average cat to that degree. Um, he had seen people using the toilet. He figured it would be easier, quite frankly, <laughs> which is why he chose it. That is... Whoop. That is so, and I know people can train their cats, but wow, Blackie, that amazes me. He says I wasn't your ordinary cat i would I was human like in many characteristic ways
0: yeah.
1: mhm um, okay, he had been a human before, okay animals and we can all, spirit, souls, we can all pick our own different body types. We tend to pick the same types because we have preferences over and over, but he had been a human before. Uh, but he tells me he would look at you in such a way where it's like, my cat. That my God, that cat is reading my soul. He knows what I'm thinking. And he was. He did.
0: <laughs> um, mm-hmm.
1: He tells me he would bring you gifts as well and drop them in front of you. Uh, are these the crinkle things? Yeah, these Just are the crinkle t- Those two, but it feels like there were other things he would bring you.
0: Well, he li- here's another thing. He liked to eat anything plastic that crinkled. And I used to have to take it away from him all the time.
1: He says to me it was like crack. He was a junkie. It was the texture. It was the noise. He loved the crunchy sensation. So it wasn't the flavoring <laughs> of the plastic he was after. He was after the, the texture and the noise that it made and the crunch factor it would make between his teeth. Yeah. And yes, it was like crack for him.
0: Okay. All right. Well, thank him for being in my life. I missed him.
1: He says, yes, I know. <laughs> so he hears that and he snuggles. He shows me the sweet image of taking his head and snuggling up against yours. Okay. okay. Thank you, Blackie. All right. Um, we've got two more minutes. you want me to just open up the line to whomever has a parting message for you? Sure. Okay. So all of you still listening, parting message. Okay, we're going back to Missy. Thank you. Go ahead, Missy. She says, I try not to be a misbehaved cat, a misbehaved girl. She says, I do pride myself on being ultra polite. She says, but I'm done with these people. Um, she thinks you're very done with them too. This is a family that you're renting from.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um,
1: she says, you are a saint <laughs> because she thinks you bite your tongue a lot. You don't speak um, because you're trying to be polite also. Yeah. Misty just says it's going to be good, not just for you, Mom, but also yeah, for herself, but also for you, she says, in that we all need to have a brush of fresh air. And not only that, you need to be able to start to speak again and, like, have your, your thoughts matter. She thinks the family you're in right now is very busy. They they lead a very busy social life. Um, they're very interactive, it feels like, in, with the environment or places, at least outside the home, um, she's grateful for that because that gets you allows you space as a human to walk around and to stretch your own legs. She says it's a little bit tougher for me as a cat to do quite that. Um, yeah. I'm not, I won't do that again. She's referring to the car incident where she escaped. Won't do yeah. that again. Okay, that's good. Anything else? Pink is my favorite color. Okay, anything else? She also thinks you. okay, what is this? you need to surround yourself with pink, but she, as soon as she tells me that, she then shows me an image of like a pink bow in your hair, so what does this image mean, please? Kathy needs to wear more pink, especially around her heart. It will help keep her calm. Um, she thinks that sometimes, even though a lot of you're biting the of your own tongue, you know, you know, not speaking your thoughts, your opinions out loud. She says, "Rolls off your back eventually," but she she just says sometimes you need to soothe yourself. She wishes she could put you in a pink tub uh, with pink bubble bath, and the the energy <laughs> of pink is what she's trying to portray here. She wishes pink is like calming energy. Okay. Yeah. Um. So what is what else does your person need to do here? What is this about? She says, when we get into our new space, my mom will be calmer and I will be calmer as a result, too. Oh, are you taking on some of your person's biting of her tongue, frustration, energy there, even though it doesn't feel like it's major for you, Kathy? She does say yes. (laughs) I (laughs) I take my mom's dress.
0: Okay. She doesn't need to do that.
1: Okay. So your person gives you permission. We want to thank you for what you've been doing. Yes. But we, we, she wants to let you know you don't actually have to do that. She can handle it on her own, she feels. She says, no, she can't. She doesn't <laughs> believe you. You've been doing as good as you have him because I've been pulling it out of you, she says. And she says, I'm very good at it. All right. So, Kathy, um, in this case, since she's not going to give it up, just continue to thank her and have gratitude for the work she's been doing so she gets acknowledged and can feel good about the work. Um, okay. And know that this will she won't have to do it as much if at all once you get into your new space. Okay. <laughs> all right, and buddy's
0: good. good. Buddy's fine.
1: Uh, he's very quiet. Let me I will check in with him before we part. So buddy, anything? He just gives me a high five. He says I'm good to go. I'm happy.
0: Okay. All right, good. Great, Danielle. Thank you.
1: You are welcome, Kathy. Um, I think everybody else still listening, and I will send you, Kathy, a link to a recording in twenty-four hours or less. So just check your email.
0: Okay. And also, Danielle, I do want to take your course. Okay. When you do it next time.
1: Okay. Cool. Are you thinking the four-week uh, over-the-phone course? Yeah, I'd actually like to
0: learn to do this.
1: Awesome! Yay! Good for you. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to be um, just stay keep getting my newsletters. I know you're on my newsletter list already because I've added you. Um, I will probably be offering that four-week course again around June. Uh, so okay. I'll probably be announcing it around May. I don't have okay. any dates set yet, but, yeah, be watching the newsletters. All right, I will. I'm definitely going to do it. <laughs> awesome. The more the merrier, and people learn this, so I'd love to have you on board. <laughs>
0: okay, thank you so much.
1: You're welcome, Kathy. All right, take care. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues.